Hey everybody, this is Ryan. And this is Wayne. And this is Kill the Rabbit Podcast. Today we will talk about stuff. I don't really have a clear uh, delineation of what we're going to discuss today, but it won't be a free-for-all. It'll be a discussion of last week and everything that's been going on and all that that entails. So, this week, for you, uh, we did a recording last week, right? Yes. I'm getting older, I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember. What did we do last week? I think it was, yeah, we did one last week. So, how did it go for you? I, are, you're talking about how did my week go? Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's see, um, I don't know, maybe, it's, um, I'm hesitating here because I'm trying to remember what happened last week. I, you know, if anybody can identify with just weeks going by and they're kind of a blur, like yesterday, we have trash pickup twice a week here. Uh-huh. Right? Today was trash pickup, but I put my trash out yesterday. Uh-huh. And nice. I carried out an old toilet that we were throwing away and everything else. I got uh, all that crap on the curve. And which toilet was it from? From the upstairs. From upstairs. Anyway, so I come home fully expecting all this trash to be gone. And my trash cans are in the backyard and all this junk in the backyard, all except for the toilet. Well, your mother was so embarrassed, she took all the trash cans back in the backyard, but she couldn't lift the toilet, so she <laughs> left that there. She said, Wayne, the, the trash men don't come until Thursday. And I'm thinking, boy, I'm really losing it. So anyway, that, that kind of captures the week a little bit. I think I was losing it this past week. but No, it wasn't a loss for a week. I I think that there were some things that happened that were really good. Um, I think I'm learning some things at my ripe old age that certainly would have been better to learn when I was a younger man. But that's okay. Um, I, I, um, I regularly encourage myself that the learning should never stop, and particularly about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because as I've discovered some weak areas, like give you for instance, Sunday this past week, I went to the park, George Bush Park, mm-hmm. and I lawn chair, I had my camera, took my Bible along, took some other stuff, something to drink and everything else, and I sat there for like four hours in a lawn chair watching it. On Sunday, yeah. So it was really kind of it was really kind of cool. It was um, it was beautiful day. I'm watching the wind blow the trees and everything else. Did some reading, did some thinking, and um, it was a very it was very profitable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we take the time sometimes to just sit back and reflect. And for me, reflecting at my house or in the backyard is bad. Because all I can do is think about all the things that I should do to the house or the yard or the garden or whatever else. To be just to get away and then just to, to be quiet. Yeah. And to think and to just let the thoughts, you know, just go where they go. It was very profitable. It was restful. And I even just got some insights that I don't think I would have got with the, the blur of my days as they go regularly. I, because everything is going so fast that yeah. you really don't, you, you become very mechanical after a while and you don't think. So I think I did a lot of reflecting on that day as well as some other times this week too. So Well, we're just more conditioned 
um, to be busy, and if you're not busy, then you're not productive, you're not doing anything. And exactly. I get that. I see that a lot. Or, or um, hey, let's stay at work until 7.30 at night. Well, you're not really accomplishing much of anything else by just being there physically because um, you're not there mentally, possibly. But you said something. You said something last week, and you know, one of the things for me to remember is that okay, you're my son, and and so we have certain things in common. But there are some areas of our lives that we are very different, mm-hmm. and it isn't. It isn't just because we were raised differently. Um, but I, you know, you were saying something about um, what was it? Timing yourself at times because you mm-hmm. found yourself spending too much time doing certain things, so you would kind of. I did. Uh, which I've been doing this. So, like, remember how I decided that I was going to split my time in the morning and night, and whichever right. one I got in, I got in, whichever one I didn't, didn't matter? Yeah. Um, so I started assigning a timer to that. So instead of taking the full whatever time, like if I get up at, like, um, 6.30, right, let's go until 7.30 because then you have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing, or maybe it's 8 o'clock, instead of taking that time as far as from this time to this time, I would say, you know, how much time can I comfortably do? Like an hour? Right. Then I would set a timer for an hour. And what that did for me, oh, excuse me, it would, um, it would stop me from being distracted because I was constantly distracted. So I would be working on, so let's say I'm working on the app, right? And because it's not going amazingly, because it's a new language in Swift that I'm not familiar with, not too swift, well. Yeah, exactly. And they, um, and there's not tons of documentation. There, there is documentation, but not as much as like um, Objective C, which is the older language that it replaced, or that they're trying to replace. Anyway, the point that I'm making is, I would because I didn't know the language very well, I would have a higher tendency to be like, hmm, let's click here, let's open a tab, let's look at the news, let's do all these stupid things that don't matter. And then the timer would remind me, hey, you're supposed to be doing this, and that's it. It was freeing because it, after the hour is done, you're done. And if you did it in the morning, you don't really have to do it at night unless you want to as a bonus. And it would keep me focused by way of punishment. I, does that make sense? Like, remember in the old church, old church days where the usher would have, like, the stick with the thing on the end. It's like a knob. With a bag or And something. if you fell asleep, they would oh, knock okay, you with it. You. It's like yeah. that. Um, but I, for I don't remember having that happen. So I, I read that somewhere. I don't know how factual that is. But it seems like people weren't paying attention, so they would hit them in the, fa- in the head or tap them. You didn't like, have hey, to be a good speaker. They just kind of wrapped you on the head. To- God is watching. And so... Um, yeah, the timer has really worked out because it's it's really sad. Um, it constantly reminds you of this is what you're supposed to be doing and you only need to be doing this, period, end of story. So That's, and, and where I veer from that a little bit, I think you, I mean, we started this thing because we both have this tendency to, to go down the rabbit hole and chase after different things and sometimes procrastinate about some stuff. I think you're more disciplined at some things than I am, and so uh, I have to be really wary of making excuses because I'll get too soft on myself, mm-hmm. and I'll say, well, 
you know, you really deserve a break today. So, you know, let's 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 slack here. And one of the things I've noticed, and this is this is a good thing, that I have enough of a memory of my past to, to remember back when I gave myself a whole lot more slack than I do now. Yeah. And and so evidently I'm becoming more aware as years go by of some of my little ways of you know cutting slack and giving myself some some breaks that I really shouldn't have taken and things mm-hmm. like that. So I'm working harder at stuff. One of the good things that happened this week too was. Um, I don't know if you've ever struggled with this a little bit, but when pride has its way with you, you find yourself not wanting to ask questions about things because you reveal ignorance and Mm -hmm. you feel kind of stupid. Or Mm -hmm. if somebody says something in the way of explanation and you really didn't get it, you feel kind of dumb about saying, wait a minute, can you run that by me one more time? Because I just, that just flew right over me. Yeah, you just Uh, agree. and, And I have a tendency not to do that because I don't, it's embarrassing to me. Yeah. And I'm working in a field right now where at my age, in my mind, I'm thinking I should be further along down the road here. But a part of the reason that I'm not further along is because I haven't stopped often enough to ask questions. Mm -hmm. I haven't stopped often enough in saying, hey, I have no idea what you just said. Could you say that again? Mm -hmm. And I've started doing that more and more. This week was another week where I did that and I picked the brain of one of the guys at work who really is very sharp and he explained things to me and I started writing stuff down. I thought, well, this is, it's getting easier to ask questions, even though my natural tendency is to say, oh yeah, I got it. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't get it. You see what I'm saying? Well, and when I would, um, earlier in my career, I would, um, I would do that. I would say, I would just agree. Uh, and just, oh yeah. And just my reasoning was, I'll get it on the flip side later or I'll ask someone else or I'll, I'll absorb that information from indirect sources. So I'll eventually build the whole picture. But I was talking, and I don't remember who this was, but I was talking to them and they would ask me, does that make sense? Do you understand that? What does it mean to you? Like paraphrase it back to me. And I noticed myself I didn't understand it, and I'll be like, man, I'm really sorry, can you, and he said, he said, no, that's completely fine, I'm here to explain it to you, and if you don't get it, you don't get it, so that may be your fault of not paying attention, but it could also be my fault, because I'm not disseminating the information to you appropriately for you to be able to understand it. Right, and so I'm trying to get away from this thing of, yeah, I get it, mm-hmm. you know, even when I don't. I had a review on my job a while back here, and it wasn't a bad review or anything, but one of the criticisms was, you need to ask more questions. Which seems counterintuitive to a review. And I think what you think you're hiding, you're really not. Like, if if it's affecting your work productivity or the you know the amount of time it takes you to do certain things for the person who knows who's observing you like your boss he may be well aware of the fact that you really don't know this as well because i have other people who are doing it and they're doing it faster and it's not because they're necessarily smarter yeah it's possibly because they understand it and they've asked questions and you dodo head have not stopped and asked questions so just ask more questions and so i'm i'm learning to do that more so there's hope well for and me. to like ask so like one of my bosses I have many. Uh, he will. Um, he's very. He's very detail detail oriented, and he will 
zone in or he'll zoom in on are you like critical thinking and are you uh, when you will answer something he will ask you verbatim like is that a BS answer or is that a real answer mm. wow. and you're like you're kind of you go back on your haunches because you're not really used to that type of yeah aggression but it's a good point right because your answer will be used in other decisions so if you don't know what you're talking about please do not contribute to to the conversation and so it's very interesting because certain people will be like oh yeah it's like that and it's like you know that for a fact if you point it in documentation you could show me where it says that that is true mm. yes or no well okay then get out you know you know it's very and it's harsh but it but it's kind of taught me to be like i better know that I know. Right. Can you imagine going into a, a, a conference room with the boss there and here's all your team members around there and they have this BS meter. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> you know, every every time somebody starts shooting the bull that it goes wham over to the over to the other side. Because like you said, they, kn- they know. They know. They can tell the vagaries of, well, you know. Yeah. I know that you don't know what you're talking about. And eventually a lot of things come out in the wash as they say. Mm-hmm. whether you actually knew or not. Yeah. And so, Which, like you said, asking questions is almost better for your future self right. because then no one can fault you for not asking, right? They can definitely, for uh, no one will fault you for asking is what I meant to say. They're not going to fault you for not, like you didn't ask the question, then you get in trouble. But if you did, like, well, Wayne brought it up. And we didn't answer it, or he didn't get the information. Well, I guess the short of it all is is that to be honest with yourself, be honest with others, and one of the surprising effects may be that you'll move along a lot quicker than you ever expected to mm-hmm. in the learning process. And plus, you'll get a whole lot um, of people appreciating the fact that you're really being honest. Well, know? so this week working on the realm I got one of the lights to turn on which is a revolutionary moment it's taken way too long for this to happen actually but it is what it is it's been my process and learning new systems and new areas that not a lot of people are playing around in um, so, so it's you, very exciting there's a lot of momentum there's a lot of inertia now so you now when you say you turned a light on with it you I turned it on programmatically so uh, there's an application and it would cycle through nodes on the network, and it would control them and turn them on and off, right? So just showing that I can do it, right? Um, which is very exciting uh, to an outsider. It's very confusing as oh. what you're celebrating. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to sell this. No. <laughs> I so, turned the light on. Yeah, they're like, wow, I do that every day. But um, but it hasn't always. I mean, this is two years, right? Right. So, like, for two years, it's just been beating my head against the wall and reading documentation. And you really get to points where you really start to doubt um, your abilities. Or I equate it to times that I've been out of work where you start to really, you, you, you believe that you're good and that something will happen for you, right? And you'll, you'll get back on the horse and you'll get another job or, or things will eventually move on and you'll turn on the stupid light. But after a long period of time, right, like months or maybe years, it really starts to sneak up on you. And where you're trying to be positive, I'm a very positive person, 
But the bad thing about that is just like with my temper, I'm very even keel. But if it tips off to the other end where I'm getting pissed off, like it's very hard to bring it down. Like once I'm there, I'm there 110%. So with the positivity, I'm very positive about the outcome, very positive and I'm very diligent and very persistent. But when it gets to a point where you start to question yourself and I start to question, am I really a good developer? Should I really just maybe go back to school? Is anyone really going to hire me again? It really starts to eat at me. And then it, when I fall down, it's very harsh and very um, like totalitarian. It's like nothing can really bring me out of it. So it's, it's easy to look at a win, so like a win for the realm, but then it's easily forgotten the agonizing struggle it's been the entire time feeling like you're, you don't have no clue or any business doing what you're doing because you clearly have no idea what's going on. You know, when you think about this thing of persistence or I would also call it tenacity too, being tenacious about something and hanging in there, um, especially if it's over a long period of time, after a while you do kind of question, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. Am I really able to do this? Am I am I able to like push harder? Yeah. Like I can't push any harder. So it just becomes a question of how long am I going to stay in this game? And because I'm so persistent, you second guess yourself and say, you know, as I've gotten older, right, when I hit my 30s, I started... I don't know if it's because I'm getting lazier but or getting smarter because um, I'm trying to work smarter and not harder. And so there's a, now I give things a time limit. So like I'll be like, if I can't figure this out in two weeks, I'm going to punt it. Maybe it's too complicated. I'll go another route. I'll try something else. Whereas before, I would just hammer on that one thing to the mm-hmm. point where you give a solution. You're like, look, it works. And it's like, yeah, but it works in that one case. What about the other hundred? You know what I mean? But knowing when it, it's something that you need to just punt after two weeks or to stay with it. I mean, obviously there are some things that due to time and mm-hmm. whatever else, you, you really do have to quit after a certain period of time. But what value do we place on persistence, hanging in there on things? Um, it hasn't been a, a hallmark character quality for me that's for sure mm-hmm. and and because when i when things would start to get hard what what begins to happen you question well okay uh, i'm doing it wrong i'm not thinking about asking advice because i i just didn't do that well in my in my mind i think it's the same as yours asking for questions is i'm defeated like mm-hmm. in my job i'm a consultant a consultant right i'm hired to be a professional and know what i'm doing but then i was getting in trouble because I wasn't asking questions. I was mm-hmm. like, time out. You want me to ask? I thought I'm supposed to research, and, and their attitude was, hey, we're all in this together, right? We can smell the BS if you're giving it to us. The, a correct answer is, I was in an, inter- an interview, and they asked me a question. They were asking a question about um, celery, which is a, like a task, multi-threaded, thing, right? It will manage tasks behind the scenes. And they said, have you ever worked with celery? And I was like, I've, I've, I've read about it in my mind, right? I'm like, I've read about it, but what do I say? And the guy very calmly is like, Hey, 
no is totally a fine answer <laughs> because I want to know what you do know right. so I know where I need to shore it up. And I yeah. was like, what an interesting perspective. So, yeah, I mean, I think it gets – I think asking questions gets a really bad connotation. But how are you, how are you going to learn? I mean, being thick-headed hasn't really taught you anything. No, anyway. no, and, and that kind of goes to something else that you and I talked about before starting the podcast tonight. Um, I've had difficulty, a little bit of difficulty being honest with myself in my past. Now, you know, we all have a certain makeup that we grew up with and personality type and things like that, um, that we didn't have any control, um, in shaping it or anything. That's just kind of the way you are. Yeah. And I just had a hard time just being really honest about certain things because I felt like it would not get the approval of my parents or someone else right and so i found myself following certain paths because i felt certain pressure somebody said something they thought i should do this um and i never stopped to think well what do i want to do yeah and so i made the mistake of following certain paths because of outside sources yeah and not really being totally honest with myself and saying no i that's not really what I want to do. Now, take for instance, like with the writing. I started writing this story uh, years and years ago, and I've sat down with it over and over again and procrastinated and and restarted it and, and set it down, and then, you know, this cycle that went on for a long period of time. And I haven't finished it. Well, what happened? You know, we go back to this thing about being persistent. As I began to write it, it got harder. I began to realize that there's things about writing stories that I don't know. Well, okay, that's all right. That's that, that that's not a deal breaker here. That just yeah. means you have to go out and maybe learn some things, or, or maybe you have to re, you know, reset your, your expectations about when you're going to finish it. Because quite frankly, you really would like it to be something that you could be proud of, but you've got some things to learn. Okay, mm-hmm. so that was kind of an eye opener about the way I see things when they get hard. It doesn't mean don't do it. It just means now you know more about what you don't know and what you probably should try to learn. Okay. Well, and when you write, when you write stuff, like for me, um, I would find myself fascinated with my goal setting about a thing. Right. I would write down a task, and <clears throat> and it was very complex and very convoluted in certain areas, but I was like, yeah, that pretty much encompasses the thing. And then when I would come to it later, and it's time to do it, I'm like, what on earth? So your task is to to complete the thing? Like, there's a lot of other tasks in there. Like, what does that even mean? So, like, having to be honest with yourself, and now it's much better. I I look, if you read my to-do list, it's like a child, right? <laughs> but I, but for me, I like marking it off the list, right? Like yeah. add the label here. That's a task. Check. Exactly. But it gets it. It moves it along. Yeah. Right. And it's not this weird thing that I, I don't even know what it's supposed to mean. But I would. But I. But I loved being able to explain it because then I felt like, yes, I I've got it out there and and so now and I, I'm coming bringing it back to writing. Is there something that you do? Um, for me, I have to break them down into their individual tasks, right? Right. Like right now, I'm um, I'm trying to do I'm doing a like a scroll view 
on the app and I'm trying to uh, like add a list to a third view and then how I'm going to do that that is a task add a dummy list to this thing right are there things within writing this book that like do you do like write this one scene or write this conversation or is there like little pieces or is it just all too you abstract know, you know what one of the one of the things that I came across as I was reading about writing Somebody said one time, you really need to be able to visualize what you're writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the case of characters, as you're trying to develop the character, people have to really find them believable. So they have to do the th- types of things that that personality type that you've portrayed would do. Mm-hmm. And so as you're trying to do this, I, I found myself having a little difficulty just entering into the, the scene and uh, the, it, it took longer than I thought it should. Do you feel that it's an appropriate amount of time that it has taken? Like it takes time to learn skills and that's just the way it is? I, I, it's funny. People would say, well, you know, you really, I like the way you write. I like the way you put things together. And, but that was because of, I would write certain poems or there would be some kind of get together and I'd put together a composite of different events in these people's lives that, some of it was funny, some of it was serious, everybody loved it, loved the way I put it together, loved the way I read it. Um, but these were all kind of short little things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, taking on, say, a novel, you know, a fiction novel or something like that, that's huge. And I think it kind of scared me as I was starting mm-hmm. to look at it. And so, like you say, taking it in smaller bites and not necessarily looking at it as a novel at all. Maybe just looking at it as a, there's this particular scene in the book. Don't go any farther than that. Just Or maybe focus speed on through that. it from beginning to end. Yeah. As fast as you can, ignoring all, all outcomes and all like foreshadowing and just basic. This happens yeah. and this. Because I think with the short stories and the poems, that's what you really liked because you could see the end. Yeah. And it helps you prioritize or get it in gear. Like, I'm going to give you a million dollars if you can do this thing in one day. Right. Uh, you'll probably be able to do it in a day. Right? So I'm just thinking about it because from my perspective, it's very hard. I'm very um, – I'm a creature of comfort. So I love – I do things the same way. I go to a restaurant, I order the same thing. I do not deviate. Uh, when I drive to work, it's very stressful in the beginning because I'm trying to figure out what the route is. And not to figure, people are like, oh, to figure out what the best time is. No, no, I don't care about the best time. What is my route (laughs) that is my route that I go so that I know where I'm going at all times? It's very, so I'm very, very like that. I'm very much so like that. So when I'm looking at these tasks, right? So like introducing the stupid timer or the day and night is very hard for me because it's not something that's that's permanent or constant. It's something that. Do the morning or do the night? Which one do I do? Both or either? It's very hard for me to uh, decide that or settle in on that. So when I have to change, but I had to change the way I was doing it because I wasn't doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get my draft? So you're doing something and you're like, why isn't this system? I'm not saying that you're doing that. I'm just drawing a correlation. I'm doing something and then I'm like, why is this thing not working? And it's like, well, Ryan, this hasn't worked for two years. You can't just keep trying the same dumb thing 
you have to change it up and try something else because effectively the net effect is you're not doing it anyway. So you might as well just take it off your to-do list because you're not going to do it. Right. So, uh, and, and, you know, we talk about persistence. I think I need to learn to be persistent. Okay. On the other hand, like you're saying, if what you're doing isn't getting you anywhere rather than just quitting or, you know, procrastinating, understand yourself a little bit better and just Mm -hmm. say, well, there's a reason why this isn't going any faster. And there may be a legitimate reason. Maybe there's, you just need to take a different tact, a different approach to it. Um, Maybe you need to um, get some advice or whatever you need to do. Because that's how I am. Because I'll modify the heck out of a process because I'm bound to determine, like my workout routine, right? My workouts have been the same for two or three years. Is that good? No, it's not. You need to shock your body into different stabilizer right. muscles. But it's so hard to get that through my head because I'm such a creature of comfort. And when I get to the point where I throw something out, to me it's like uh, I'm defeated. And it's like you're not defeated. You're just trying something that's going to work, right. possibly more so than the thing you are doing, which you're not doing anyway. You know, when I got away this last Sunday and sat in this park, I purposely took my camera with my long-range lens on, and and um, and one of the things I love doing is taking pictures. And I'm sitting there, and I'm watching this, I don't know, some kind of crane uh, sitting on top of a stump out in the middle of the lake. And he's sitting there, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get this character when he takes oh, off. Oh, bird. I thought you were talking about like a, no, 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 like a sorry, mechanical a crane. Yeah. I was like, sorry. what? Um, so I'm sitting there with my my uh, zoom lens and I'm, I got it trained on him and and I had all the patience in the world to wait for this character to take off because hmm. I wanted to catch you know some continuous shooting and get, get some good pictures of him taking flight but that was because I was enjoying that it was relaxing to me I was having a good time with it I love doing that and the reason I bring that up is because sometimes I find myself getting so mechanical on all the things that I think I really need to do, and it's hard, but that's okay. We're just going to tough it out, and we're going mm-hmm. to get through this thing. But then if you look over the course of the week or maybe weeks or maybe longer than that even, if you're not doing certain things that you find enjoyable, restful, um, it's, it's no wonder that after a period of time, you lose touch with the things that make you smile, be happy, mm-hmm. get excited, have fun, you know, that kind of thing. Because you need that balance in your life. You yeah. Know? And I've needed that as well as, like we've been talking about, being honest with ourselves, being persistent. I need that too. But uh, you just, um, there are some things that we all really love to do. And, I think the older I get, the, the uh, uh, it's real easy for me to end up spending less time doing some of those things. And then I'm just finding myself being mechanical. And and I don't want to do that with writing because you can't do that with writing. Right. You, you've got to be able to feel the freedom inside to be able to express things. Um, well, and with writing, just like with... Um with software, right, like the system that I'm working on, it's probably third or fourth generation now since I've been there. Mm-hmm. And so some people would, from the outside look at it and be like, well, why didn't you do this the first time? That was obviously the better choice. But I didn't know that at the time. And it was only when the thing was completed in the crappy way, right, not that it was crappy, but 
in the in the first way that I actually saw the second way. So if I would have constantly changed it to go from way number one to the system number eight all in one foul swoop and going from one to eight, it would have never have worked. It would just be a discombobulated right. hodgepodge of things. But since I had the one, so the first version, I could actually foresee the second version. So like getting, like I said, maybe on the book, like rushing from start to finish and forgetting everything else in between, maybe then going back and like fine tuning those things will be easier. But it's also finding what your methodology is. My methodology of pro programming is different than when I started when right. I was 13. And I, you know, there's a tendency that I've had to kind of think about how other people have done it and you know that's okay if you want to just take a look at it but that may not be the way you should you should fly you know um, well i identify with that a lot because when i started i was homeschooled i went to college off and on because i had to pay my way and then eventually i not dropped out i just stopped going and then I did waiting jobs until I found my first computer job, which I begged and begged and, and finally got in. So, and, and then I've progressed through my career, right? And then I, I, I ran a, or I was a part of running a company. Um, and then, and then, you know, now I'm working in oil companies, right? So I look at that and then I, I still find myself reverting back to, okay, now that I've blazed this trail, now I can sit pretty and I'll just retire. And it's like, hold the phone. You blaze the trail your entire life, right? You went against the grain on every single thing. And now you turn around, and now you're just going to go with the flow? Like, recognizing that blazing that trail doesn't ever end, and you just, well, I guess I'll just get on the highway now. That defeats the purpose entirely of what you're doing. Like, Nothing, the way, the way that you write is going to be totally different than anyone else. I think if you talk to some of the famous writers that you really put place in high esteem, they would probably do things a certain way, and to try to copy that would just kill you, because finding your own way, I think, is the most powerful thing, and it, that's why I have a different opinion than other people. Yeah, because we're not the same at all, and and I but I do find myself now that I've reached a level in my career that I'm like, well, now I can kind of sit pretty, and it's like, the, what gave you the edge? You, you don't get to the point where you're successful and then you concentrate on dulling and losing your edge. Like your edge is what got you there, and that's what's going to keep you there. There's a thing in writing that I read a while back that kind of captures that. It. it uh, the uh, article was entitled uh, Finding Your Voice. Mm -hmm. And it really camps on that whole concept of you have something unique to bring out and people after they've read you or experienced whatever gift you bring, whether it's music or whatever, um, hopefully should be able to pick you out of a crowd mm -hmm. rather than say, you know what you sound like or every time I read something you read wrote I, and you sound like that author or whatever instead of who you are and we find ourselves constantly asking people well you know what and we ask people that have no business in making a decision like that we'll be we'll ask joe blow 
well, what do you think? Do you think I should, you know, uh, try this and run my own company and do this thing? Well, I mean, you have a really good job. Like, why would you do that? That seems dumb. Yeah, you're right. I should just not do that and take the safe route. Like, you find yourself listening to people that you have no business listening to, right? You shouldn't be asking advice. They don't have any advice that they can actually give you that's worth anything. And honestly, it's just going to drag you down. Honestly, uh, you ought to ask yourself the question, are you so afraid of seeking the counsel of somebody who really knows you? Because mm-hmm. that's what you need. And you're so scared you're going to seek validation from someone that you honor so much, right. and they're going to crush you. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Because what matters is what you do, right? Like you said. You've lived your life a certain way. I, you raised me, right? Mm. I can't blame you I'm for sorry problems, <laughs> even though I do. No, I don't. But I, but I have to pay my own consequences, right? right? When you're dead and gone, I still have to pay those consequences. I can't be like, well, you know, my dad did this, and everyone held me down, and I guess I just became a loser. Like, that's a horrible excuse. Right. Like, I think... To, I think in this day and age, we spend so much time trying to validate myself or validate my emotions or make sure that I feel good and it doesn't feel, you know, scary when I do something. And it's like running a company is very scary, right? Going against the grain. Like, where were the haters at when I made it? Everybody doubted, right? Everybody was like, no, Ryan, you can't do it without a degree. No, Ryan, you don't really know what you're doing. But what happens when I made it? Those same people... I said, hey, guess what? I made it. Didn't have a word to say. Which means that they don't have anything good to say at all that's going to help you. Right. So that took a long time for me to internalize because I was constantly scared that someone was going to find me out. In software development, it's called the imposter syndrome. You're scared that someone's going to find out you really don't know what you're doing. But as soon as I accepted that and I internalized it and I owned it, like, I don't know everything. It's so relieving and freeing. You don't have to be the expert, right? right? You don't have to study for the exam of life. Life is way different than anything can prepare you to do. But I think, like you said, finding your own voice, listening to your gut, I think has served me best, rather than all the worthless advice I've gotten from people who are pessimistic and doubters that say, play it safe, don't get crazy. So, I don't know. I'm sorry. That was like a total rant. But Got on your soapbox. <laughs> but, I, but, but like I said, I mean, it's su- I think it's such a profound statement of the people that said that you couldn't do it. When you did it, what did you do? You went to them for validation. And what did they say? They didn't know what to say because they live in a pessimistic, negative world where it does, in my world, it's unlimited. You can do whatever you want to. The, it's wide open. And there's so many of the people in this world that think they limit themselves, right? They build this wall around themselves and say, I can't do it. I, I just can't. And they don't have a valid reason of why not. Yeah, whatever you're going to seek to do, and, and this is where the persistence thing comes back, it's going to be hard mm-hmm. uh, if you're going to do it well, if you're going to excel at it. Now, yeah, you have to know that that's what you want to do because when you hit the rough patches, you're going to be tested. Should I quit? Should I do something else? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to, you know, come back to that point where you said, well, wait a minute, I decided a while back here this is what I really wanted. And that meant that I was going to 
be okay with the fact that it was going to get hard, and, and that's okay because that's understood. That's going to be hard. Um, and so having a proper perception of when things get hard, what am I looking at? Mm-hmm. Is this time to quit? Is it time to, to bear down and work harder? Is there a need for a course correction? What am I looking at here when things get hard? Yeah. And um, I think you can always come back to the truth of what, what have you been passionate about here? What have you been felt really good when you did it? Yeah. And that's something that I have to remind myself, especially when I start to get mechanical and doing things just because I have to do them. Um, well, like I think, so like for next week, right? Keep working on the thing. The only advice that I would have for you, the timer, right? I think you're painting this picture in your mind, and I think it's inaccurate. I think you think that I wake up and I set the timer, and I see my list, and I mark off those five individual things on a daily basis, and I hit it out the park every day. I set the timer, and then I just do as well as I can. But there's no, like, there's no magic, right? It's just, I make myself do it. I'm disappointed. I trick myself no into doing it, right? That's why I got a gym membership next to my house, so I feel guilty when I drive by it on the way home. <laughs> it's all done on purpose, right? And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll turn If you watch my car, I'll drive down and then I'll turn around because then I'll be like, well, I'm really tired. I'll drive past and then I'll turn around because I feel so guilty that it's so pathetic that you can't. But but I think that's the thing, right? I think what matters is the do. Yeah. So like even if it's writing right, so even if you said 30 minutes a day, the only commitment that you're making is the 30 minutes. What you do with the 30 minutes doesn't matter. Why I have so much inertia in the two projects that I'm working on right now, the only reason is because I allotted that hour and I excluded everything else. Yeah. And because I'm just sit, you're not going to sit there and twiddle your thumbs for 30 minutes you're probably going to do something. And what I found is I'm spending more than an hour or I'm leaving and I'm like, Oh man, I have to go to work now because you're pushing yourself and you're putting yourself in an environment where it's very difficult not to succeed and not to kind of move the ball down the line. Or I don't even know what that expression is. Move the needle to push it, push it on down the line a little further. So that's my advice. My advice is take 30 minutes a day or 15 or five or whatever. And and you can write, you can think, you can draw, do whatever you want to. Take a nap. That, take a nap. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just take that 30 minutes, and that alone will clear that 30 minutes for that schedule. And you'll be amazed at what happens, right? That's why I have – how do I have inertia in two projects and I have a full-time job? How is that possible? I don't know. It's not, right? It's not without just forcing yourself to do something and tricking yourself into – and in to do and like I have to do this, but then once it starts, once you see a little glimmer, then it it totally makes it worth it. But I had to do that, otherwise none of my schedules are to do lists or journal. I used to make lists just to my. I would make lists, and if I didn't get anything done that day, 
I would make a list of things that I had done so that I could check them off. <laughs> I'm totally serious. That's not even a joke. It's pathetic. I right? would be too honest here. That's self-validation. I want to tell myself, oh, I tried my best. No, you didn't because you didn't do it. All right. So, like, it's impossible for me, my past self, 10 years ago, to run two major projects in a full-time job and be married. Not doable. For myself 10 years ago, the only reason it is doable now is just blunt force of just... This is what I'm going to do. Doesn't matter what else happens. Okay, well, that's good. Now I don't feel quite so pathetic. And mm-hmm. I think I can... I can do this. I can do this. Yeah, I, I would encourage it. I would... We'll see. Try it. Even if you only do it one day, yeah. I think you'll be amazed. Because, like you said, you were writing that last Saturday for like five hours. Dad, I think that... I think that's a little extreme. I think you're not going to hit five hours. Maybe once a month. Like, there's no way the book gets written that You know way. what? Something else that would help me, because I know it's, it helps other people, and that is, I, I don't have anybody that I'm really... A, this is the closest thing to accountability that I have, is when you and I get together on this stuff. Um, and um, I think it's, sometimes it's beneficial to, you know... We should change some, the podcast to The Blind Leading the Blind. <laughs> That'll be an appropriate name. No, sorry, keep going. Okay. Okay, sounds good, buddy. So that's what I'll do next week. Keep working on the app. Um, try to fix problems that I'm having, as always, in learning a new language that I don't know. And then uh, keep working on the realm and then update on any of that and any other things that happen next week that I want to rant and okay. rave about. Wow. So, all right. See you later. Bye.